Welcome to the Tolt's Faves Breakfast of Champions. Your snap, crackle, and pop for this episode are... I stay crunchy even in milk. I'm Zara. Looks like someone had a extra bowl of bitch flakes this morning. I'm Deepu. Kid tested and mother approved. I'm Brandon. Define cereal. So before we start this, I'm just curious for the group, were any of you no cereal families or no sweet cereal families? Because I was partially, we were only allowed to mix sweet cereal with non-sweet cereal. And so for me... <laughs> we, call that silly, we call that cereal salads. Oh. My family, cereal salads. Your family sounds like cereal pros. <laughs> we were we literally either eating sweet cereals or fresh dosas. <laughs> <laughs> That's and so you're not really able to <laughs> you're not really able to mix those two together. So no, it was a pretty safe space for sweet cereals. We got to pick a sweet cereal on our birthdays, and that was the only way sweet <laughs> cereals came into the house. The sweetest cereal, for some reason, Honey Nut Cheerios got a pass, and that was like the sweetest cereal. But you could get a crazy like a Cookie Crisp or a Lucky Charms only on your birthday. But just for that one day, or you could get the whole box and have it for the rest of the season. Exactly. Yeah, you could have the whole box and hoard it. Hands off, Kate. (laughs) We only got sugary cereals when we asked for them, but we never had a problem getting. Like it was, they were around. But we would never, would you never not ask for them as a child? Um, well, like sometimes you want the other types of cereal. Like there's other types of cereal that you like as a kid that necessarily aren't sugary. False. (laughs) <laughs> Brandon's a robot. <laughs> um, so we definitely know what cereals are. So we got that in. But before we dive in here, I just want to bring up uh, some of the things we ask our view, uh, listeners to uh, do in our comment section on iTunes. And one really stood out. And in our uh, in our Christmas catalog ep- episode, we uh, asked people to write uh, Ziggy slash Kathy fan fiction, and it looks like someone did just that in our comment sections. So um, we'd like to read it. Um, I think Deepu's going to read it for us. Yes, yeah, a dramatic reading of our Kathy Ziggy slash fiction. And now what everybody's been waiting for, hot eats, cool treats. By Kathy Fanfiction. It was a hot, steamy day. Kathy decided to break her diet and get a cool treat. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, Ziggy finally untangled himself from a telephone cord. He had worked up quite an appetite. He headed in town for a hot eat. As he approached the Dairy Queen, Ziggy laid eyes on a curvaceous woman, muttering to herself. It was at that moment he knew he was going to satisfy a different type of hunger. As Kathy moved away from the clothes side, a sudden scent of despair hit her nostrils. It caught her by surprise. It wasn't her own despair, she sensed. As she looked over her shoulder, her eyes caught the soft body of Ziggy. Kathy realized she was going to get her treat after all. Wow. Wow. How steamy. That was a hot, steamy day. So you, if you enjoyed that, uh, we'll give another creative prompt we'll at, give the another end, prompt at the end of the, the end show of the- for our comment writers on iTunes. 
Unless. So should we should we get into the old cereal game? Let's dive right into the cereal game. Round one: Fruity Pebbles versus Reese's Puffs. I can go first. I had Reese's Puffs because this, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we weren't allowed sweet cereals, but this was when we were allowed to pick one for our birthday. This was the one I would pick. This is like a classic 90s sweet cereal where I just, it's by, it came out in 1994, but it's made by General Mills. And the slogan when it made its debut was, it's Reese's for breakfast. And so what I always loved about this, this particular cereal was they're not, they're not trying to like hide it with like, it has vitamin C and minerals in it. It's like, no, no, this is Reese's peanut butter cups, butter breakfast cereal. And they're like little puffed. I think they took them away for a little while and now they're back because of course they're back because they're like cocoa puffs and those like peanut butter puffins mixed together into one chocolate peanut butter deliciousness and they had like delicious peanut butter dust all over them so when i used to eat them dry by the handful and they were like delicious cookie chips and that is why i picked reese's puffs so i picked uh fruity pebbles cereal which is a um was the first in the pantheon of uh pebbles cereals and uh do a little background here that uh there was a post cereal had a line of sugar rice crinkles, which weren't selling that great. And so they had the idea to license the Flintstones to, um, to sell their cereal, which was actually a landmark uh, piece of history. It was the first time they ever took a TV or movie character and uh, linked them with the cereal, which is now, you know, standard practice. There's been literally countless amounts of uh, TV and movie tie-ins with cereals. And uh, it became a breakout hit, and it's been one of post-cereals' best sellers ever since. I think when you think of sugary cereals, this might be uh, in there in the most uh, sugary of cereals. But it does have its own unique fruity taste that I think once I start eating, I just can't stop. Um, And there's... So many different variants of Fruity Pebbles. There's the Holiday Pebbles, which I absolutely love. Only come around on Christmas. Um, there's Cocoa Pebbles. There's a whole bunch of things. But I'm specifically, I had to pick one. I'm just doing the Fruity Pebbles. So this was this was a tough toss-up for me as I was listening to these great introductions of two cereals. Because it made me think, like, what's a more important issue right now? Racial unity or gay rights? The the mixing of lights and dark browns or the colors of the rainbow floating across your cereal bowl, you know? Yeah, they, 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 there is a, um, there is, they are very rainbow of the rainbow cereals that that Fruity Pebbles does have every color. Zara, would you say it's safe to say that Fruity Pebbles is the gayest cereal? And Fred and Barney's relationship is questionable. Fruit Loops might be the gayest cereal. Because of Toucan oh, Sam. Oh, fruits. Yeah. Oh, and that. But I feel like Toucan Sam is sort of... But not like two men that don't wear pants hanging out together all of the time. But they're so, like, bro. Wait, what I want, I want to, what are they called again? Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's how much you admire them? I don't, so I never that- had them. They were never my pick. <laughs> I never picked a fake fruit flavor over a chocolate flavor, as you'll see in all of my picks. But the thing is, like, what I admire about them are they are classic cereal. Like, they, 
are starting the origins of Rice Krispies in the 20s, and then they wanted to like flash them up a bit. And this, they're from the 60s, right? Late yeah. 50s, 60s. I mean, they've been around and forever. So they've been around forever, and I admire the history of them. Whereas Reese's were, I feel like cereals started, let's have a health food. Then they're like, forget about it. We just want to sell it. Let's put sugar in it. And then there was a blowback about that in like the 80s. And then by the 90s with Reese's Puffs, they were like, eh. <laughs> Let's, stop let's just caring. take a chocolate bar. Let's, let's put chocolate bars. Let's just put in chocolate bars and cereal and not even care. And, about I don't it. know Reese's Puffs. I know we're talking about very two very sugary cereals, but Reese's Puffs flat out feel like eating dessert, while Fruity Pebbles do kind of feel like breakfast. <laughs> That's so interesting. Um, I agree with you about the half where Reese's puffs taste like dessert but my big problem with zara i really appreciate fruity pebbles for what they mean in the landscape of the history of cereals in america but they are actually disgusting (laughs) it's like a foul like spoonful by spoonful that is foul but I love also, we'll get into this with they're all the other choices. They're amazing on ice cream. They are Yeah, they're very good on ice cream. I'll say that. I don't love them compared to, because they're not are, they're not Rice Krispies. They're different. No, they're flatter. They're much they're flatter. flatter. So I think I, it's the apple? same process. I think it's the same thing. It's puffed rice, but yeah, in a different form. not puffed form. enough, because that's the problem with them. They get soggy <laughs> immediately. Ooh, not puffed enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough. Where's my snap crackle pop? <laughs> It's um, more like dribble drabble bop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I, I thought they they tasted really. This is going to be a weird game to say in the cereal game, but they tasted really artificial. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that too, and it makes no can sense. I, can I throw out um, just to try to get into in this a little bit, just how groundbreaking they were? Um, they had a lawsuit in 2010 um, against. Hulk Hogan sued Fruity Pebbles because in one of their commercials they had a character named Hulk Boulder, and oh, that's classic Flintstones. Flintstones satire. It ended right there. in uh, Hulk Hogan uh, getting making them change Hulk Boulder's um, accent to sound more Irish, and that was enough to change it. Oh, then it's clearly not Hulk clearly Hogan. not Hulk Hogan. Oh, if only Gawker could do that with that sex tape. <laughs> make bo- oh. make a Gawker just a little bit more Irish, and that's fine for Hulk Hogan. Um, so what do you think, Deepu? You you're, you're the deciding factor. I'm really interested in Irish Hulk Boulder. <laughs> Sorry, Hulk Rogan? Wait, R- Ryan O'Pebbles? I- I'm going <laughs> to vote for the, for the Reese's Puffs. Oh. Cinnamon Toast Crunch versus Cinnamon Life. Oh, Battle of the Cinnamons. Oh. Battle of the Cinnamons. Well, I'm going to go first. Sure. Because <laughs> I, deser- I deserve it. Remember this? <clears throat> he likes it. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> Remember that cute Mikey liking the cereal? He thought about it real hard before he took a bite. That was for regular life cereal. Um, and just a quick fact from that commercial, they were real life brothers. So the original slogan of Life Cereal was the most useful protein ever in a ready-to-eat cereal. <laughs> and when it was launched, it was actually just made solely from whole grain oats and nothing else. 
So then I think they realized that was a huge mistake. So they added some sugar and some other things to make regular life. But as we know it, life is always full of surprises. So in 1978, they decided to add another spice to life. And that was called cinnamon, the original spice of life, making cinnamon life my choice. And nowadays in the current market, one third of all life sales are cinnamon life. So, I'm a big fan of Cinnamon Life because I like the flavors of cinnamon and sugar together. And I almost put Cinnamon and Toast Crunch on my list. But I really like what um, milk does to life, to Cinnamon Life. uh, Because it gets to a point where it's still a little mushy, but still maintains its form. Where I would argue, and this might be TBD to to be determined, is that uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which I was even competing with in my own head, uh, gets a little too soggy. So I think the hits hash cross marks of the life makes it a better a better option. This is so interesting. So I I agree with you on the cinnamon part because the cinnamon cereal, <laughs> as you can tell by my choice, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the most delicious. This is just clear that cinnamon sugar makes cereal the best. Um, I know you might remember Mikey, but you also might remember three chefs who bake the cinnamon toast every morning in their brightly lit kitchen. And then later you might remember them discontinuing two of the chefs, quote unquote, (laughs) due to customer feedback and leaving only one, the old chef, Wendell. Too many cooks. Too many cooks in the kitchen making cinnamon toast. And so they fired two of them and kept Wendell the little gray-haired, white-haired chef, um, because for some, like a bumbling old chef is the best chef, allegedly. Um, it did have its spinoffs. There was French Toast Crunch, which I admired, mostly due to the fact that the cereal pieces look like little pieces of toast. But that one was almost pre- like pretty gross, I would say. But Cinnamon Toast Crunch is so delicious. Um, it's amazing dry. It's amazing on ice cream. It I... To your point, Divu, I think I know it does get soggier than life cereal, but it does. It takes a little while to get there. So I think you can eat a whole bowl without that happening. Like before. Yeah, that I guess happens. if you're a disgusting monster that's deep throating <laughs> all of your cereal, maybe cinnamon <laughs> toast crunch is all right for you. But if you're like Mikey, who takes his time deliberating before he decides. <laughs> well, I just turn, I go full anaconda <laughs> and enter a fugue state where I slowly house <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch. Well, um, uh, I'm I just, just this happy is that hard. some some cinnamon based cereal is going to go to the second round. I'm yeah, happy about. I'm that. happy about that too. The question is, were those chefs actually brothers, like Mikey and his brothers on the commercial? I have a question about the chefs. Is what happened to the other two chefs? So, because when we were kids, there were three chefs, there and now it's chefs. just one. There was a tall, there, they, <laughs> <laughs> the best part on the Wikipedia, it, it basically says two chefs and Wendell, because I think they didn't bother giving any of them names. But then Wendell was the bumbling one, so he got a name to be like, oh. Oh, Wendell. Did he buy his brothers out of the, the cinnamon toast business? They just disappeared. <laughs> they were I think you know what happened to them is they sat in milk for longer than thirty seconds and then we all know what happens with the cinnamon toast crunch when you leave it in milk for too long. It just dissolves. <laughs> Can I also point out that um on the Wikipedia it says that the cereal's original slogan was I'm feeling like cinnamon toast crunch tonight, honey. Whoa, so it's like an aphrodisiac. They've always tried to market it towards adults, it seems. My favorite was, wait, was it Honey Bunches of Oats? That's His slogan was, it's what's for breakfast. (laughs) Which I love the balls of that slogan of just like, that's it. 
That's what's for breakfast. I know that's certainly not as compelling as the most useful protein ever in a ready-to-eat cereal. Uh, (laughs) I mean, what I love about Life Cereal, Life Cereal, I'm reading, so we can talk about faves of the week. I don't even know this will be my, because it's too depressing. I'm reading the case about, a case against sugar. I was going to wonder when this would come up in this. It's going to, it's, it's. Here we go. I'm trying not to, I'm not going to get on my soapbox for this whole thing, but my favorite part about the cereal industry is exactly what Life Cereal did, which is like, this is just made out of bran smush that ends up on the floor when we bake. And now they're like, never mind. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put sugar all over it, make it delicious. I love Life Cereal. And Cinnamon Life is definitely the best type of Life Cereal. But is it Cinnamon Toast Crunch? There's something mm. about life that I, I you know, when to talk about those cereals that you didn't want as a kid. No kid wanted Life Cereal. What, do you not know Mikey and his real brothers? He, it just says he likes it. It doesn't say he loves it. I know. They knew they couldn't push it. They knew they couldn't push it. It wouldn't be believable. I think if you gave Mikey a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it would blow his mind. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be dead. <laughs> Mikey's dead. He's dead. No. <laughs> he loved too hard. Um, I, Zipu, I, I'm going to have to go with the uh, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, okay, can I just ask for one question, though? Was it based off of your preconceived notions or Zara's arguments? I've had it. I've had it all. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to be clear that who I won do. that verbal Cinnamon Toast Crunch, yeah, I will no, say. You're, you're, you had a beautiful, you were almost reading, the, I think, just retelling the oral history. I love the idea that it's just pure protein squares. Um, if, it, if it stayed that, with, that way, maybe, maybe then. Can I counter that with, I'm looking at a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch that says, America's number one source of whole grain. That's our number one source of whole grain. Yeah. Well, not on this show. Moving on. <laughs> Lucky Charms versus Golden Crisp. Oh, I was waiting for when Lucky Charms would make its rear its well, head. I did it, and they're magically <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm not even sure I like Lucky Charms as an adult. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I didn't (laughs) like them when I was at a youth. But here goes anything. So in 1962, John Hollihan was just at the grocery store. He decided to mix some Cheerios with circus peanuts. Oh, that (laughs) makes so much sense. He literally just mixed them together on a whim and was like, oh, huh. I think this works. <laughs> so then they made Lucky Charms, which is the first cereal ever to use marshmallows in the recipe. And I could talk about so many things like the Lucky Charms Leprechaun or the first Irish accent I ever heard being on that commercial. But what I found was more interesting, and I just need to make time for this, is that on the marketing campaign website, they've said that every charm that's in Lucky Charms has its own power. So, like, hearts bring things to life, stars give you power to fly. But then it gets really weird when they get down the chain of the marshmallows, because blue moons give you the power of invisibility, and rainbows give you instantaneous travel from place to place. So, I don't know. That seems pretty powerful for a cereal. Do they have an asterisk? Do they have an asterisk on that to prove? I, I, I don't know, but the hourglass gives you the power to control time. Like, what are the what are these powers? This is like a superhero team, but it also doubles as this magically delicious cereal. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna counter that with can't get enough of that sugar crisp, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
I wish I everybody could have seen <laughs> Brandon's face crooning. It was so sexy. Also, I don't think I've ever heard that slogan before. Can't get enough of that golden crisp. Can't get enough of that super sugar crisp. Can't get enough of that sugar crisp. You never heard it? It's one no. of the, it is to the tune of the Hall of the Mountain King. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to explore about oh cereals we didn't know. <laughs> and there's a um so Sugar Crisp was introduced at the 1904 World's Fair. Um it is a puffed wheat cereal covered in caramelized sugar. You know, became extremely popular and one of the main reasons to me is that it has one of the best mascots, which is just a bear who loves sugar. And I, I you know, it's is it does this have honey in it? No. It's just a bear. He likes sugar. <laughs> and um his name is Sugar Bear. I had an ornament, a Christmas ornament of Sugar Bear that I got in a box as a child. Um Sugar Crisp, Golden Crisp, Super Sugar Crisp has gone through a variety of evolutions through its time. But I think it, it is one of the classic sugar cereals. I think it might be the first sugared cereals. Um, and it just has a classic, wonderful taste that it's another one that I just I have to be. I can't buy it because I will eat the whole box. I have a question. Is what's the difference between sugar crisp and honey smacks? Are they just like the rival, like Kellogg's? It's the rival. The rivals, but it's yeah. the same. Puff. It's the same Because I don't think I've ever had a Sugar Crisp or Golden Crisp. It's Golden Crisp now. Now it's Golden Crisp. Okay. But it was Sugar Crisp and Super Sugar Crisp. I've had a smack. Snacks aren't as good in my opinion. That's Kellogg's version. That's a stupid frog with like a, a backwards so hat. Cool. I don't like that frog. He's really edgy. Dig in. Sugar Crisp, the Sugar Bear is kind of, he's like cool. He's, he's like a, a crooner. He's sexy. He's got like a, I think they a styled neck. him after like a, you know, a member of the Rat Pack. They wanted him to have that kind of swag to him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the swag that Brandon was wearing all over his face while he's saying that thing. So. <laughs> uh, but the question is for you, Zara. Oh, it's hard because I, I just Does it have fully... the potential of giving you the power to control time? <laughs> well, the thing is with Lucky Charms, like that's the serial we would pick as the special cereal because it was just like, this is the quintessential kid cereal ultimate. Like, yes, we're going to have lucky charms. And I agree with Deepu that when you have it now, it is horrible. Partly because so dry. I mean, it's ho- and it immediately gets soggy. It is the, the cereal part of it good. is trash, but it's also curious. Like why? literally, I know I, I like lucky charms, but if without those charms, it is the worst cereal you could possibly eat. It's yeah. like cardboard. But I almost wish the the non-marshmallow parts were pure Cheerio as opposed to like a, a frosted Also, you Cheerio. know, on Amazon you can buy bags of just the marshmallows, so yes. why even deal with Lucky Charms? Well, <laughs> that's, that's a shame. <laughs> that's it's like a eugenics. shame and you are ashamed. <laughs> like that's like a, an ashamed moment as well. Um, I think I'm going to go with Lucky Charms purely based on... In the battle of sugared cereals. Purely based on the fact that they had one of the best marketing campaigns ever, which was like when they would introduce a new marshmallow shape. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Like if you could I have harness- that some saved for round two because you don't even know what happened in, ni- in 2013. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so then I'm definitely going for it. Because when they introduced rainbows, it was like... Oh, like you just had to get your hands on a box and just have the rainbow shape. 
Now, when it comes to sugared cereals, Caius, you might think that Lucky Charms is at this some sort of peak sugar cereal plateau. But in history, they've found that Sugar Crisp is the most sugared cereal. It has 71% of your daily sugar in a bowl. And there is as much sugar in a bowl of Sugar Crisp as there is in a glazed donut from Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I would, choice, but I would pick the donut. I'm sorry. I'm going with the charms. Cocoa Krispies versus Cow Chocula. Oh, this is How are these getting lined up really matched wow. well? Wow. Is this us again, Deepu? No, it's not me. Oh, it wasn't me. me. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I picked Cocoa Krispies, otherwise known in the UK as Cocoa Pops. Just they are a Kellogg's creation. They're another old one from 1958. Of course, a spinoff from Rice Krispies. And so with Rice Krispies, they tried. They have a frosted version. They had. They did a Rice Krispie treat cereal, which was also very delicious. But there's just something about Cocoa Krispies with the mascot Coco the monkey. Um, who like uh, similar to the smacks not the smacks bear yeah smacks no what are they called sugar crisp sorry sugar bear (laughs) how soon (laughs) we forget i was like the smacks bear (laughs) the sugar bear um i'd say coco the monkey is a similar creation of like a cool monkey with a little little t-shirt and he sort of swings around in the jungle and eats coco crispies and steals them from other animals who are trying to get his coco crispies similar to the tricks rabbit um, but Cocoa Krispies, I put on here for the pure deliciousness that that milk transforms into. Because there's nothing better than chocolate milk, and there's nothing better than a cereal that creates a chocolate milk while you're eating it so that you can have a glass of chocolate milk after your breakfast. Well, if we want to talk about chocolate, let me present <laughs> Count Alfred Chocula. Yes, he has a first name. The... Count the king of the land of chocolate. He is the mascot for Count Chocula, named after him. It is a beautiful seasonal cereal. I would say the height, the the king, the count of seasonal cereals. It is uh, one. It's something magical about something that only comes around once a year, and s- such is with the monster cereals. Um, in the pantheon, we have Frankenberry. Booberry, Fruit Brute, and Fruity Yummy Mummy. Um, they've been around since ni- the 1970s, but they had to discontinue Frankenberry because it contained an indigestible pigment which turned children's feces pink. <laughs> Is that what happened? To A symptom sometimes referred to as a Frankenberry stool, but I am not talking about that. I'm talking about Count Chocula. And this is a thing that fixes Lucky Charms because the Count Chocula cereal is just as good as the marshmallows that that you found inside of. Because I remember Count Chocula cereal, it was almost like a Cocoa Puff consistency. Mm -hmm. It's, It's exactly like a Cocoa Puff. That was very delicious. I just like the pureness of the Cocoa Crispy, a cereal that um, in England, so basically in America, it's called Cocoa Krispies. In England, it's called cho- like Cocoa Puffs or Cocoa Pops. Sorry, Cocoa Pops. And they had a whole thing where they tried to rebrand it as um, Cocoa Krispies to bring it to make it more uniform across the world. And England rejected that because they love Cocoa Pops so much. And now... They had to go back to the original name. 
That is the passion. Uh, hashtag for Brexit. Cookies. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to stand alone with the original name. <laughs> so here's the deal. It just sounds like Count Dracula is like you take a Cocoa Crisp and say, why don't I do the two things that make this so much better? Give it a marshmallow and then get pretty much the best advertising campaign person on board, right? Like, who wants to hang out with the silly monkey when you have Count Chocula? Yeah, he's a flamboyant Watch vampire. It. No, he's flamboyant. <laughs> he is. Watch he's very, it. Like, in the true sense of the word. In the true sense of flamboyant. He's fun. He's, he's always arguing with the other monsters over whose cereal is the best. Because I guess in canon in their world, um, cereal is, the, <laughs> is how the monsters battle. Because there's a mummy, right? <laughs> there's yummy mummy. Yummy mummy. Frankenberry f- no longer. R.I.P. There's a there's a booberry. Booberry. And there's a fruit oh. brute. Oh, fruit brute. Which is a werewolf. That makes any that sense. That does not but make any sense. The, the, the count wins. He the wins. count wins because also booberry is disgusting, like actively disgusting. Yeah, yeah it, that's yeah, like the worst, <laughs> worst flavor to ever be put on a cereal. Um, I know you're going to go with the cooler choice of Count Chocula, but can I just share that um, not so long ago in 2009, Kellogg's put a thing on the Cocoa Krispies label that said it now helps support your child's immunity, (laughs) which is something that immediately got it in trouble with the FDA. (laughs) Because this was also um, during the whole H1N1 crisis. And so I think oh, Kellogg's no. uh, it, was just trying to market their products a little bit better. I don't, given I don't the, remember this monkey. It wasn't sure Snap, Crackle, and Pop the so involved with Cocoa Krispies? They brought, so basically they've gotten rid of the monkey. Like it yeah, always was a monkey. And actually I was reading on Wikipedia that originally in 1958, it was a Mexican monkey called Jose. And then they <laughs> dropped that character because everyone was like... This is racist. Even in the early 60s, people it's too were much like, for them. this is racist. Please, it's too much for them. Please don't do this. Um, so they dropped that and replaced it. And it's like from an the elephant. commercials where it's some sort of um, a horrible industrial accident that's not with Snap, Crackle, and, and Pop that now causes the cocoa in the Cocoa Krispies. <laughs> you mean a delicious industrial accident? <laughs> Um, with lots of calcium. This is also <laughs> my other favorite marketing technique is to like use pretend the use the milk yeah. as like oh, a cereal system milk delivering system. So children will drink more milk if it is coated in chocolate. <laughs> so therefore, Cocoa Krispies are great. Um, and I rest my case. That's all I need to say. <laughs> you know, I actually heard that Cocoa Krispies had the uh, food diet issue too, except it just made the children's stool brown and nobody noticed. Sure. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Round two, Frosted Flakes versus Reese's Puffs. So Frosted Flakes, uh, which in 1952 was originally known as Sugar Frosted Flakes, <laughs> which is more accurate, um, the, the Kellogg's company realized that after I was born, they needed to drop the sugar so I'd be able to um, eat the cereal. So in 1983, they just became Frosted Flakes. And unlike, um, like, this is my cereal go-to when I was a kid. Like, this was the, this, this was the childhood cereal that I ate. So I had to put it on the list. I know they're not. It's not going to do that great. But let me just give a couple facts tailored to my audience that might help them win. First, Tony the Tiger, isn't he great? And then remember Frosted Flakes. They're great. 
also in the 1950s they were the official advertising uh cereal for the adventures of superman Oh, wait, that didn't catch you? Did you know that they were sponsoring PBS all the way through the 80s and early 1990s? That little whorehouse of those puppets you beloved? <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't remember PBS. That's all I've got. It's, I think it's just a solid good cereal. No gimmicks. No flashes. It's just a solid flake covered in a shitload of sugar. And according to some guy on Amazon, he once tried to take cornflakes and put a bunch of Splenda in it to make diet frosted flakes, and it didn't work. <laughs> so one of my, I think the biggest points in Reese's Puffs flavor is the structural integrity of a Reese's Puff. So my main problem with Frosted Flakes, and it's my problem with regular cornflakes as well, is that they get soggy immediately. It's like damp rag cereal. And then Frosted Flakes are just damp, sugary rag cereal. Instead of crunchy, delicious Reese's Puffs. (laughs) (laughs) And again, I mean, they only started with the campaign, it's Reese's for breakfast, and then moved on from there to this (laughs) sure perfect at campaign. some point every cereal just puts it's for breakfast, it's for breakfast. <laughs> so they moved on from there to 2007 candy for breakfast <laughs> it's Reese's Puff cereal so I mean the huge just leaps and bounds from 94 to 2007 right there and then another point in its favor is three of these six um, <laughs> on Wikipedia three of these six jingles just start up with rap singing because we know how cool this cereal is that three of the six half of the jingles just started with rapping well you don't want to get in a battle of coolness tony the tiger used to skateboard with like tony hawk (laughs) okay that's the penultimate cool so we, I like, do I, love I, his he doesn't he have a kerchief he has a kerchief he has a kerchief sometimes a cool and um you know pbs muppets now what's this now I do think Frosted Flakes comes from um an old fashioned thing because I do remember in growing up my grandparents and great aunts and stuff would take regular cornflakes and put like a spoonful of sugar on top. Of it. Do you want to hear a fun fact about this from the book A Case Against Sugar? Yes. <laughs> so that was one of the original so when you in the back in the day you had Rice Krispies, you had cornflakes, and so kids would put sugar on it that was like what you did before they invented quote unquote invented sugar a a little a little teaspoon of sugar is so much less than the sugar you're actually getting however the kellogg's and post and general mills used that as a marketing technique to say yes we're adding sugar to this but it's less sugar than what kids add to Oh, that's not plain true. Sugar. I they had a whole campaign a kid, about this. If you're over at your grandparents' house or something, and like, I want frosted flakes, and like, well, we don't have those. What we do is, you know, we put a little sugar on top. Yeah. And then you're like, this tastes all. It, you know, it just never tastes. It never works. It just not, like flavors not, the milk. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes it sweet, but not that. Not the sweet that you're expecting. No. So they concentrate it um, so perfectly. Partially British childhoods, we would have Weetabix, and you would soak a Weetabix and then put sugar on top of it, and that was. Sad, like before we go work the fields, kind of breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I love frosted flakes. I think a lot of the soggy problems with uh, cereal comes from the amount of milk you use. You might be using too much milk, Sarah. 
That's probably true. Um, <laughs> if you use less milk, it doesn't get as soggy. Um, I, I I love Frosted Flakes. I would have put it on my list if I didn't remember just the utter sugar uh, it's rush. Not a, it's not a flashy cereal. It's just like it's, it's a solid, solid classic. It's like it's the solid. gap of and cereals. And also, I tell you, and you get, when you get one of those eight packs of little cereals that you, oh, you I get forgot about oh, that's the perfect amount frosted flakes is always the one i want first i would always have it dry seat. yeah you can <laughs> snack on that on a hike snack. You, you can snack on it on the train yeah actually you're reminding me now <laughs> that we I, I i've been living a lie because we were allowed to choose a sweet cereal but what would end up happening is we would choose the mini boxes so they would run out oh. like in three days so that we wouldn't have a big box hanging around because the, the joy, then you would get a taste of all your favorite sweet cereals. So and I then think they would, you have to, I think you have to change your vote now to Frosted Flakes because you well, were being I, a liar before. Yeah. Mm. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I do love Tony the Tiger because you know how I feel about cats. So I'm okay with this. Oh yeah. A cat with a handkerchief. That should have been my sale. <laughs> that should have been, that's all you needed to say to me. Do, did, did Frosted Flakes the win? It went one. I think I think it just that's the hardest convincing. <laughs> also, you were voting for it anyway. <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios versus Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So I picked Honey Nut Cheerios. It is a going to Wikipedia. Lewis, it is a variation of Cheerios. Remember Cheerios. Uh, uh, <laughs> And uh, let me tell you, if you like Cheerios, we're going to put some honey on top. And, I mean, that's Honey Nut Cheerios, whose mascot um, is a little bee uh, voiced by, at one point by Arnold Stang. Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> never by Arnold. Never by Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, he's an anthropomorphic bee. Um, <laughs> I believe he doesn't... His official name is Busby, which he just always the Honey Nut Cheerios bee. I think every um, bee is called Busby. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the bee name. And, um, you know, debatably, I think of the cereals that you'll eat as a child, I think it might be that most healthy. <laughs> it is technically, it is, well, not, it is gluten free now. They've made it gluten free. So for those people that, that need to uh, watch their gluten. There you go. It tastes just the same. Um, and, you know, I uh, I just think it is a perfect taste, Honey Nut Cheerios. There's just something about it. I never really got the nut out of it. I get the honey. But I don't, is there? An, yeah, I don't I, think there's I, a nut. I don't know if there's a nut involved. But oh, that's interesting because it's just Cheerios and then it's supposed to add a honey nut. Is it pecan? Or maybe it's just ground up. This is a ground up nut. <laughs> this is a nut taste. But also, when you maybe there's an almond nut, taste to be, it a little oh, bit. Maybe it's almond. Almonds on one of those honey bunches of oat are almond, right? Don't don't even. Sorry, don't even. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're not getting. Okay. But I'm trying to find information on honey nut Cheerios. So much of the cereals that we were looking at, you could find so much information about it. And honey nut Cheerios. I, I couldn't find a ton. I think because it just doesn't get the doesn't have the sexiness of all the other sugared cereals. Um, but they've re- recently removed the B <laughs> from Honey Nut Cheerios, which is getting a lot of news um, because 
Um, I guess it's a reminder that the bees are disappearing. They pulled the the bee from Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> that is so subtle. That is so stupid. Buzz is missing because there's something serious going on with the world's bees. Bee populations everywhere have been declining at an alarming rate, and that includes honeybees like Buzz. Cheerios commented. <laughs> that is so, so stupid. That is um, outrageous. So they are um, packaging wildflower seeds in all of oh, this was the, yes, um, I read about all this. the boxes, which sounds great, but some people are saying that it might not be a good thing because not everywhere that these seeds are getting distributed, those wildflowers should be. So they're invasive species. But come on, we can't. I think that's a pretty good idea. Also, have you ever gotten seeds from a package from a cereal box that grew? No. Like they're no. It's just stones. Like they're just like giving you like little bits of stones. <laughs> but how about that, Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Mine's trying to you know save the world. Well, um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but General Mills has a blog called Taste of General Mills. <laughs> oh, stop! Stop the podcast! I have everybody, to go. Everybody, subscribe immediately. Subscribe to Taste of General Mills. Where someone has written a full history of Wendell, and it doesn't really specify what happened to the other two chefs, <laughs> except to say the other two chefs were taken off the box in 1991 as Wendell took over top billing. So I can only imagine Dreamgirls, sh- dr- like Showgirls style. Oh yeah, or Dreamgirls or Showgirls. Not Showgirls. I was saying Showgirls, where he like trips them and they fall down the oh. stairs and they can't get on stage. But he's been working with I these chefs. He's been working oh. with these chefs for his entire career. Like I know, and they do have names. They were called um, Bob and Quello. 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 It's quite a name. You know, it just really rolls off the tongue. It really rolls off the tongue. But I will say another of the delicious factors of Cinnamon Toast Crunch is that each little square is covered with cinnamon sugar swirls. And as they say, the taste you can see. Yes, the taste you can see yeah. is a very good Very slogan. good slogan. And then similar to the bee, they've gotten rid of Wendell since 2006. <laughs> So, because I don't think chefs in America are disappearing because of that <laughs> restaurant. And each box comes with a jar of tomato sauce. To yeah. <laughs> I like wonder if the Keebler elves are okay. <laughs> we have to look out for them. But since 2009, so. Because of deforestation, the Keebler elves have no place to build their factories. <laughs> um. So here's here's the here's the problem with Honey Nut Cheerios, you know, like, is it a regular cereal or is it a sugar blast? You know, I, I get uncomfortable with it because it's like in this in between state, which makes me lose. But it makes it acceptable. It. it makes it acceptable. Like, yeah, that don't, that don't was allowed to come in into sheep's my house. Clothes. Don't we, be a wolf in sheep's clothes. Well, we were allowed. Oh, he's getting it out. We actually have a box. So listeners at home, Brandon just ran to the kitchen and pulled a box of Honey Nut Cheerios from the I cupboard. Want, I just want to get into the whole, the health side. This, it can help lower cholesterol, asterisk. It is, its first ingredient <laughs> is whole grain oats, no asterisk. Asterisk. It is, it is gluten-free. Oh, this is new. All Cheerios are gluten-free now. That's a big deal. Um, and they don't taste any different, but they made them no, gluten-free. No, it's not. 
like the the Cheerio never had gluten in it. It was just made in a factory that was oh. had exposures to gluten. So the they whole back of this is about gluten free. Yeah. And there's a guy named huh. Phil. They're very on trend. There's a guy named Phil. There's a photo of him. Mm, I'm gonna have to vote for Cinnamon Toast Crunch because I don't <laughs> but, like. And their, Phil like, found out that his daughter-in-law, agenda. Phil, who's a member of the Cheerios team, found out that his daughter-in-law couldn't eat gluten. And then they made not not to be all alt right and stuff, but because they're giving wild seats to everybody, they made the bee disappear and it's gluten free. I'm gonna vote for a San Francisco. <laughs> it's like getting a little San Francisco intolerable. Yeah, because you didn't even bring up that biracial couple that fed their kids honey nut Cheerios and America melted. Do you remember them? No. Oh, this was a commercial. They put a biracial oh. couple. Uh, and they're, the dad and the the kid were eating Cheerios together and all everybody in the world turned into a racist on Twitter. There's only nine grams of sugar in this. That's not bad at all. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm, oh, no. Oh, it was during the Super Bowl. Yes. Even. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Wait, so, this box of Cheerios has the best slogan ever. May lower yeah, cholesterol. It may. It may. It, it may can lower. help lower cholesterol. Asterisk. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a May and an asterisk. Get it out of here. Get, get it out of here. Go home, babe. No, it, it explains that it has a lot of fiber, and, fi- and a lot of fiber this helps lower cholesterol. Outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> a- away with the honey nuts. Crackling Oat Bran versus Lucky Charms. What the frack is crackling oat bread? Is this some weird British cereal? Go ahead, Zara. Oh, oh my, I'll get ready. Buckle up. Buckle up. So crackling oat bran. Do not be deceived by the fact that its name is the most boring name of all cereals. Cracklin apostrophe oat bran. And don't be deceived that it tastes exactly how that sounds. It does not. It is little O. It's like bran O's that are covered in nutmeg and cinnamon. And it is basically oatmeal cookies, but a cereal. And it is so delicious. It's especially delicious on top of ice cream at college where they would have all those bins of cereal. You would get some little vanilla or chocolate soft serve. You would dump Cracklin' Oprah on it. And Excuse me. You're telling me yeah. that Brown University served Crackling Oprah and I've never heard of it? Yeah. It was the brown O's. Those O's that are like crumbly. It's basically brown sugar crumble. They are not healthy at all. In fact, I think they might be the cereal with the most... Fat and sugar in them no, sugar, all. No, Golden Crisp has the most. I'll look this up. I'm going to look this up <laughs> while you talk. But it is, they're one of the cereals that is the most bad for you, but the most deceiving health-wise, because they're called Cracklin' Oat Brand. They are also one of the most expensive cereals and come in a little box. And when I was growing up, my a little, mom... A much smaller box. A much smaller box. And my mom would get it, and it would be like her special cereal, and we weren't allowed to have it. And if we did have it, we could only use it to top our other cereals, like as a sprinkling of Cracklin' Oat Brand. I now remember what it is. And I don't have a taste for it. Oh, my God. I love it so much. <laughs> but do you know what I do have a taste for? Is um, gay rights in America. <laughs> and wait, was Lucky Charms the competitor? Yes. Oh, in the year of 2013, Lucky Charms released two new rainbow marshmallows to support LGBT causes. <laughs> no, but they already had yes. the rainbow. They already had one and they said, this isn't gay enough. 
we're going to do two new ones. <laughs> was it like double rainbow box? Was that a special you know, thing? Do you know in 1986, they introduced a whale? What? Mm-hmm. No. And then they got rid of it. There was a whale marshmallow? In 1992. Was it because of the, the, the whaling industry? They had to... Help the whales. I think so. Asterix. <laughs> Save the whales, Asterix. Asterix. <laughs> I did look it up. The most um, sugar is in sugar, uh, sugar crisp. So Cracklin Oprah. Even comes over from- Cinnabon cereal. Oh my God, that cereal is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> But Cracklin O'Brien is one of those cereals that really, like, it's source of fiber, made with whole grain. It is the most deceiving cereal. It's, fr- like, similar to the time when pe- they were making granola bars and granola and granola was healthy when granola wasn't healthy at all. It's the same. It's, like, O's that are made out of granola, basically. And it's so delicious. And I'm sorry it doesn't inspire you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm which really, way are you going to vote? I'm really in the middle here because... Cracklin' Oat Bran was something that my parents would get. I never enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> the way, why are you in the middle? Why is this in the middle? It's just that I, I, Lucky Charms, the, the cereal Lucky Charms is so awful. But you know what? Like, you could take something that's made up of two parts and then get it's rid of also, one of the parts know, and be like, like, it's just all right. Cracklin' Oat Bran, it feels like it's going to cut your mouth when you eat it. Not as much as... Um, Oh God! What are they Charles called? Bran and oats. <laughs> no, um, the one that's like gravel. What? Oh, here, hold on. <laughs> M- muesli. Not me. Oh, I love muesli. <laughs> Wait, so Brandon, you're gonna vote for crackling oat brand because your parents had it and you didn't like it, and no. it cuts your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to explain what my my way I'm thinking. I, I I'm gonna grape ha- nuts. Grape nuts. Grape nuts. Grape Those nuts. cut your mouth. Those definitely cut your mouth. Second with crack on Oprah. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Lucky Charms. Oh, that's fine. I will eat all the crackling Oprah myself. Honey bunches of oats with almonds versus cow chocula. Oh my! I mean, you don't even have to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me just tell you because I don't know if you know. Okay, so like, what honey bunches of oats is is just three different types of flakes, oat clusters, a hint of honey. But you might be wondering, how did anybody even think of this delicious combination? Well, lifelong employee of Post Cereals, Vernon J. Herzig, would just mix several Post Cereals together and then have his beloved daughter taste them to see which ones work and did it. So the reason why this cereal is so good with almonds is that it actually represents love that happens between a father and um, his child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I'm on their website now and they do have this full story. <laughs> this is like their is origin they, story. <laughs> which is how they got their uh, their motto, taste the joy in every spoonful. This is a cereal that you don't eat as a child. It's so marketed towards adults, not even trying for children. No. Yeah. And they should because it's it, it's no like cornflakes. It's, it's like honey nut Cheerio granola it's almond. Like one of those honey all things that you have no that represents yeah what are those so that's a good question no one uses that those are oat clusters no no one of those like honey honey spoons no we had one when i was growing up like the honey honeycomb that's shaped like a honeycomb no those wooden honey spoons that they have on cereal boxes and that's it yeah 
But apparently Zara's mom had yes, one. Yes, definitely. She buys things from it, the It gives you yes. ideal... <laughs> when you're trying to drip... When you're trying to drizzle honey... Yeah. It gives you a continuous flow of drizzle. That's true. So, yes, I see. Because it's falling from multiple pl- It's niches. like a drizzle master. Yeah. Okay. That was my nickname in college. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... I'll go right with the you want it like come on drizzle master <laughs> or the count of chocula I have a little known province called chocula <laughs> a small a small romanian province called chocula it's interesting that honey bunches of oats never went the chocolate route because they well, have almond chocolate and honey no i but you i'm surprised they don't have like a chocolate you know how like granolas go there's always a chocolate granola it's too good for that it is baronin's, too good for that baronin's Herzing's daughter probably didn't like chocolate she probably didn't she's allergic <laughs> um oh i don't i mean i honestly can say that i don't think i've ever had chocula i have it around every year you do. No, but last year you got sad when you couldn't find the, um, they didn't have them in the store. New York is really bad for cereals. Fun yeah, fact. Yeah, I think New York kind of figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, these are not good for you. These are next to the Oreos. Unless you work at a startup where they, or a TV uh, production where they just have it out. Um, they get it somehow. But... Um, yeah, it's it's the monster cereals are very special when you find them. They just did, uh, I think last year they had the DC Comics artists do really impressive um, boxes of like you know comic book style uh, monsters. Mm. Um, but you know it's it's cinnamon toast crunch. It's there all the time. You know it's just there. No, this is it's, not cinnamon toast crunch. Honey it's bunches honey bunches of, of oats. oats. I mean, honey bunches of oats. It's all the With same. With almonds. It's all the same. It's just all there. So it's always there. I'm looking because I was curious what the difference between this and nut and honey was. Because I, <laughs> similarly as a child, remember the commercials for nut and honey where the, yeah. the, the, the wife would say something and then would be like, oh, nut and honey. And like, what are you up to? Nut and honey. Nut and honey. Um, and he would hide. Oh, yeah. He would hide his cereal and things like that. Um, as a What's child, that I'd, smell? It smells like. Oh, nut and honey. It smells like death. <laughs> not honey not honey but those it's like those with more clusters it's a delicious cereal and actually the nut and honey crunch also has that weird honey spoon on it so that's <laughs> so everywhere I, since zara has not even had i i love honey bunches of oats i think it's so good I, i've never seen you eat honey bun i know you don't eat cereal <laughs> anymore because <laughs> i can't <laughs> My family has a history of diabetes and I'm trying to do what I can. (laughs) Round three, Frosted Flakes versus Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I can't lose. You can't lose. I mean, these are two two delicious choices. You know where my heart is because I will always vote for cinnamon over another flavor. And then you know where our heart is, Brent. (laughs) I have to go with Frosted Flakes. It's... I, mean, I don't know I, what else I can I'm say. I'm okay with cinnamon toast crunch. It's fine. Like it's, but in those little those little cereal boxes, I would rather throw it away. Than, Are you kidding? Then then <laughs> <laughs> you're so decadent. Oh, throwing it away. <laughs> this is malice. Ah, wow. uh, but the cinnamon toast, the the cinnamon sugar um, milk is so good. 
I guess point deducted for the peanut butter toast crunch and the the French, French toast, toast crunch. Also, I, get, I get Tony the Tiger. I get him. I he get just, him too. I get him. I don't know Wendell's game. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. You don't yeah. have to worry about him. Where anymore. has he gone? What's he up to? Can we make a seven part serial like <laughs> podcast about how Wendell murdered his brother? <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? He needed more whole grain. <laughs> he ground them up. <laughs> Lucky Charms versus Honey Bunches of Oats with Almonds. <laughs> with almonds. <laughs> what are we thinking here? It's almost like a classic versus, it's like kids versus adults. It is kids versus adults. And I want to vote for kids. <laughs> Yeah, well, did you have more fun facts about those marshmallows? Nope, I just had that whale and the gay ones. You know, there's the balloons that were there for a bit and they went away. I remember the balloons. Oh, the hot air balloon. I wonder why they... Oh, well. And there's that period of time where you think that they all have a different taste. <laughs> oh, they don't. The, the charms were also inspired not only by Irish folklore, but the idea of wearing a charm bracelet. I think they probably leaned really? harder Irish on... folklore? <laughs> Irish folklore, you say? I think they might have leaned harder on the charm bracelet. Personally. What part of Irish folklore is the... Um... The hourglass? Yeah. The hourglass? There's no you don't hourglass. Think they could tell the time shooting star? Ireland? There's no hourglass. There's definitely yes, no it gives hot you air the, balloons. It gives you the power of time travel. <laughs> There's an hour. Is an hourglass? That gives you the power of time travel. Really? I didn't know there was an hourglass. Well, it only came out in the last three years. Oh. You know, it had it in the last three years. Oh, there was there's a green There's also an iPad. Tree. No, there's not. <laughs> there's not an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my there's God. There's a little hat. I remember they introduced the hat. That was a big deal. That was one of the first ones. That yeah, was that was a good one. purely off of Irish folklore. <laughs> based of Irish folklore. Yeah, a little leprechaun And hat. then it was his hat. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you guys think? I can only uh, win. I so I'm gonna say of origin stories, I truly love the Lucky Charms origin story. The fact that he cut up circus peanuts and put the the, the grossest candy. Like I can't that is a horrible yeah, candy. It's, it's it come a long way from there. It's, it's come, come a long, long way. way. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think we have to go with Lucky Charms because honey much is a vote just Final round, Frosted Flakes versus Lucky Charms. Two classics. I, I like where it's come. We've come a long way, baby. Deepu, is this all you, too? I am destroying in cereal. <laughs> I mean, I think the last four are all you. Um, no, no, I just like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I didn't pick it. I will um, share. I have this- oh no! I was going to share a fun fact that the multicolored marshmallow shapes in Lucky Charms are known as marbits or marshmallow bits. Is that by people on the insider industry? Yes. <laughs> Big cereal. <laughs> Big cereal. <laughs> it is. It is a whole genre of cereal, and every time you, they do a movie tie-in cereal, I feel like they just replicate it because you just you get that trashy garbage cereal. And then you just pick out some weird shapes and go like, oh, it's Ghostbuster ghosts or it's um, wrestler T-shirts or it's something stupid. I don't know. I, it's, I have mixed feelings about Lucky Charms in general. Um, 
Frosted Flakes to me, it's just like a perfect thing. Like every bite of Frosted Flakes is wonderful. And I'd say the first half of the bites of Lucky Charms is really good, unless you're very good at, uh, you know, rationing the marshmallows. Yeah. Because a bite without a marshmallow literally tastes like you're eating paper. Um, you know, this is very interesting that you're talking about um, the ratio of milk and cereal because I'm now following Tony the Tiger on um, Twitter <laughs> and he had a bit with Jimmy Kimmel to find the perfect ratio of milk and Frosted the Flakes. He's a celebrity. Hashtag Hollywood. Hashtag at real Tony Tiger. I love Tony the Tiger. Yeah, so, so based I'm on mascots pick- alone, Tony the Tiger clearly defeats the Lucky Charms leprechaun. And I actually prefer Frosted Flakes to Lucky Charms. So I'm going to throw out a first vote for the old Frosted Flakes. I will also, based on Tony the Tiger at Real Tony Tiger's Twitter bio, which just says, I'm just a jungle cat that loves Frosted Flakes and sports and, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, has a pretty extensive vocabulary. Oh, this is not official? Oh, no, it is official. He's CGI now, isn't he? Yeah, which was a mistake. I love the classic 60s There's one. There's like an Uncanny Valley thing happening to him now. Yeah. I don't know. There's something when you make his muscles 3D that kind of... It's a little too sexy? Threatening, right? Yeah, he's a little threatening. It's like, what do you want, Tony? I like the classic <laughs> 60s Yeah, the 60s one is so great. Beautiful. And now, like... I don't know. When he moves in CGI, it, his eyes have a dead quality that I just don't like. But I, I do I do love the syrup. They don't post very often on this official Twitter account. It's kind of fascinating who he goes and sees. Uh-oh, he's on Fox and Friends. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, he was on Fox and Friends. <laughs> oh, what a huge mistake. I didn't even realize this. Last year they had Frosted Flakes with marshmallows. Why would you do that? Why not? Wait, this is the best. I'm I'm going to post this. I'll have Sheila post this on our blog. There's a a Photoshop of CGI Tony the Tiger with three real tigers with the caption, I may stand out in a crowd, but I've always owned my stripes. How do you own your greatness? Hashtag let your grade out. And I think with that, (laughs) we're going to go with hashtag gangbang. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> so he's saying he lives with real tigers? I mean, this is, there's a fun documentary. He's just visiting. He's just I think visiting. he's just saying hi to his tiger friend. He's just visiting his, his family. Like, he, he, like, was born. Oh, no, like Pikachu. Into, like, a real, into, like, a a family of tigers. And he was a misfit and had to, <laughs> to move leave. to America. <laughs> he was too buff and he had a red kerchief. Yeah. He's a tiger that found a red kerchief in the... And then he became Tony the Tiger. <laughs> That's his origin story. Test complete. The Totes faves cereals are... Number five, Count Chocula. Number four, Honey Bunches of Oats. Number three, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Number two, Lucky Charms. Number one, Frosted Flakes. Commence fave of the week segment. I can go first. It's sort of, in a way, both of our fave of the week that... Friends of ours suggested we check out a show on Netflix called Terrace House, like Terrace, like a porch. And it is a Japanese reality show that had one season in Japan and was so popular 
that Netflix acquired it and sort of paid for them to do now three more seasons. As many seasons as they want. As many, like unlimited seasons, but they're three available on Netflix, each with like 20 episodes. And it's kind of like early real world meets Big Brother, but there's no game and no tasks and people can leave the house whenever they want. So it's a group of six young Japanese people living in an apartment. And so there's one season, Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City, (laughs) which we're watching. And it's six youngish uh, people living in a house and just living their lives and you see them cook and hang out and flirt with each other and go jogging. And during this whole thing, there's a panel of like six super cool all ages Japanese people watching it as it happens and then commenting on it. So it's during kind of every like episode. during every, like between uh, yes, during every episode. So it's almost during like an episode. after show during the show so with another group of people watching the people in the house and commenting on it, and one of those people is like a 17-year-old high school student, and one's a comedian, and one's like a cool fashionista lady. And so it's all in Japanese with subtitles and so fascinating. And it once you start, like it takes a while to get used to like who the different characters are, and then then you're like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think there's another season where they're in Hawaii. Uh, yes. Uh, that's Aloha State. Aloha State. Does it seem a little bit less overly produced <laughs> compared to something like the real world then? Or is it as it's equally just, like the production early, team is it's setting like up? Early that's real world. It, but I mean, that's what makes it so great is that it just seems like p- cameras are, are just following people around. That's but um, fantastic. But it has the speed of almost the hills, but it's not produced yeah, I mean, like, it's as pro- much. I would say the production quality is great in that they film it really well. And everything's very well lit, but but it's uh, not like semi scripted. No, I mean Probably, there's no. I, but I don't think it doesn't feel that way. Able to yeah. tell, yeah, it's scripted in that you know in that they're probably you know each person that they're selecting is very attractive, and they're definitely trying to stir the pot. And there's three guys bit. and three girls. One of the guys is a tap dancer, and they call him Tap. Yeah, but I do feel like it. it its mission statement is that they're not. Change, they're not affecting, affecting it. Them. Yeah. Because, which is so crazy because Japanese TV does nothing but screw with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Maybe that's the ga- contrast. I mean, yeah. I mean, their game shows and everything do like <laughs> abuse people to no end. So, I mean, like f- the fact that they're doing this like severe minimalism reality show is pretty fascinating. And I think it's there. I don't know what you win. But you do get to stay in the house for free. I think that I think you win the like free lodging for a year. Yeah, if you get on and you can stay on. But it's really relaxing. There are a ton of episodes. You start getting into the characters or real people characters, and the panel is bizarre. <laughs> um, well, I know what I'm doing all of next week. Yeah, it, I think it would be up your alley, especially. Yeah, very much so. But I know what I'm not doing over the next three days, which leads to my favorite of the week. Which is um chewing, just just generally speaking, chewing things. I'm I'm doing a juice cleanse right now, which Brandon and Zara know, and I'm one day in, and I just really have grown to appreciate how much I like eating food and not just drinking it. <laughs> like it's not that I'm hungry; I just want to bite into something. Can you so chew gum? Was, no, I'm not doing it. 
Maybe I could but chew it's not, gum. It's not the lack of chewing that makes this stuff happen. It's the eating. Yeah, I think I just miss eating a little bit. So I know it's weird to just say that um, eating is my fave of the week. Um, <laughs> chewing. Realizing you chew- love chewing. Realizing I love chewing. Um, so there's nothing that I can really recommend to anybody except to maybe just savor every bite. And my favorite part so far is the cooking is very gendered. And I think it's pretty universally like J- Japan's like a, a gendered culture. Like guys are meant to do a uh, traditionally. And, and so when they go in, all the girls are like, Oh, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to cook. Oh, I'm horrible at this. And all the guys are like, Oh no, what are we going to do? And then the women oh. proceed to make the most beautiful, like <laughs> omakase, like, out, like one night it was like shirashi bowls where you just cut up beautiful pieces of fish and put them on rice and they make it look like it's like oh we're just like doing you know monday night cooking and it's a shirashi bowl i'm so sorry this is so and then there's a big there's a whole plot line in the second episode of boys and oh, girls yeah. where she cooks um fish in parchment paper and then in, the uh, whole panel in foil sorry steam the fish steam the fish in foil and the whole, um, everyone's like, oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. And everyone's complimenting her. And she's like, oh, no, no, this is, it's stupid. It's so easy. And then the panel afterwards is like, I can't believe she made that fish. That means she must really like someone in the group because that is a nice <laughs> meal to steam Aww. fish. And, <laughs> and it does look delicious, but the whole time. And then one night they make, um, oh, my favorite, those, wait, hold on. Those yummy omelets with like the fish flakes on top. Mm. Onomayaki. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe. Something yes. Delicious like eggy omelet things with but it's like everything is exquisite and beautiful in Japan and and like that's like them making hot dogs is like <laughs> like fish wrapped in parchment and foil. <laughs> well, that sounds like it deserves two two votes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so where can everyone find everybody on the interwebs? Um, you can find me at, at VP Murdy on the old Twitter bot. You can find me at Zara FS and we can take this moment to tell everyone to please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at totes faves on Twitter at totes faves. You can um, subscribe on iTunes and on Stitcher and on, on Stitcher Play. on Google Play. And actually, if you go to our website, yetycity.com or totesfaves.com, mm-hmm. you'll see links to Brandon just redesigned it. And you can find links to every single way that you can have this podcast delivered to you. Or you can follow us on Facebook and we'll post the links there. Yeah. And tell a, tell a friend, tell anyone, tell your dog. Oh, just, and tell just us. Open the window, yell out the window. To what? Listen to Toad's faves. That works sometimes. And tell us what your our, your favorite cereal is. Because I, yeah, I realized actually, there were so many. Your, tell us who your favorite mascot is. Because I was surprised That's no one brought up the Tricks Rabbit. Yeah. We had no Toucan Sam. Yeah, so I want to dive into those. There's two. a lot of guys we didn't What's talk about. What's your favorite mascot for, for cereal? Sound good? I think it's going to be Sarah Koenig. <laughs> I wonder what her it's not season is. two. It's not season two. <laughs>